Okay, welcome to Digital Cortex. Yeah, yeah. We're back at it again for reasons no one knows. We just keep doing the damn thing, that's why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, so, tell me tell me about your weekend. What's up, man? Um, last weekend, oh, we went out to Flagstaff. Yeah. Right. I took a drive up there. It was like 70s. Up north. Yeah. Nice and cool. But actually, it was, I heard it was pretty nice down here, too. Because um, it was the whole Hurricane Hillary. Yeah. The hurricane. Uh, that never really hit. And did, dude, we've had did, a pretty mild monsoon this year. Yeah. I don't think we've had any. Really? Like yeah. any, like pouring, dropping, like flooding, kind mm-hmm. of nothing, huh? Nothing. I I do remember being on a flood warning, but it, I don't think it was that bad. But we didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't got anything. So it was pretty mild up, up north, too. They were expecting to get rain, too, but they didn't. So Yeah, we got like light drizzle down here. It was definitely windy, uh, but it wasn't too crazy. It wasn't anything like too bad. Uh, yeah. It was actually really nice. Yeah, and it's it's nice up in, you know, something about being around the trees and it's so fresh and everything. But the only thing is the air, the higher elevation is supposed to be over 7,000 oh, feet. Thinner, the thinner air quality or yeah. the, the thinner air. Yeah, oxygen yeah, the level. air is thin. Yeah, so when you're going upstairs and steps and stuff, you lose your breath. Like, it doesn't oh, matter yeah. how many times you breathe in, you're just like... <gasps> You're just sucking in air, you know, trying to breathe. But I, I supposedly it takes like two to three weeks to get like acclimated. Like, Does it? Yeah, like hmm. fully acclimated to the altitude. Well, that's why people train up there. Yeah, the Olympic training facility they have in Flagstaff. Yeah, so the guys um they do that high altitude training. So supposedly it makes it easier when you go back to sea level. You're able to. Yeah, because your lungs are able to work harder or they're able to like the they're able to to take in more air than they normally were because before. And therefore, more oxygen to your muscles, the better they perform. Yeah. More endurance. Right. Yeah. That's the idea. My dad did cross country and he um, he used to just, you know, you have to just run and they would go up to Flagstaff and they would always get killed. Because the guys up in flag would just beat them. Oh, yeah. Because they're... Yeah, you're huffing air and they're just like, they just run right past you, you know? So, yeah, he said it was always hard to keep up with them. They had an advantage built in. Damn. But, yeah, um, it it is so nice up there. You're just like, man, I just want to (laughs) stay. Like, uh, I would get used to it. I'll chop some wood, dude. I'll get fucking start wearing more <laughs> flannel i don't care it's nice i i've been we've been up there to vacation uh, a few times already yeah um and we've enjoyed it yeah it's been nice been yeah. in uh, all sorts of weather up there i think yeah they, they get a lot of snow too mm, that's another been thing when it was snowing pretty bad yeah so it was cool it's so funny like how different arizona is up there compared to down here yeah, it's a whole nother state. 
pretty much it feels like it yeah yeah when you go up there you're like wait is this the same this doesn't even look like you know there's no cactus there's no nothing no. it's all it's all green. trees pine trees mm -hmm. you ever been to uh that um that uh not fucking i don't know why i wanted to call it a zoo the um the Arizona? no we haven't it's pretty nice yeah I, I, we were gonna go once but then we didn't i forget why but yeah, we've been there maybe three, four times. And you get to drive. It's like a drive-through yeah. zoo kind of thing. And you get to see the animals. And sometimes a deer will come and walk up to your car and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, because it's just like them living in... I mean, mm -hmm. they're enclosed, but it's it's like free roam enclosure. Yeah, and it's more open, you know. And um, it's crazy how they keep them uh, like... Because um, you're driving through each area, so you're not, like, you'll be in the deer area, and then you'll drive to the wolves, and then you'll drive through the bears, you know? And, like, they keep them all separated with, like, um, they have, like, those roller, like, uh, I don't know what you call them. It's, like, roller gates that you drive over, and then it's, like, electrified, so, like, they don't cross that area. Really? Yeah. That's how they do it? Yeah. They, they use like electric fencing. And it says that it, it there's signs on there too. Like, and they tell you not to get off the car. Don't do any of that bullshit. And then they tell you when to pull your windows up. So like when you're going through the deer area, it's fine. But then when you get to like the wolves and the fucking bears, you got to have that shit up. But you'll still see people like fucking put their window down and try to snap pictures and whatnot. Or like... And then they'll yell at you too. Like they, they're watching everybody. And um, sometimes you see like the like park rangers around in cars and they'll be like, put your windows up. And they'll be just like yelling at people. Dude, that's got to be the most frustrating job. Yeah, they're just constantly. They have to, a, to monitor people who just did not want to listen to your rules. They park on the side. Like, cause there's a driving area, but then there's a little bit of extra room for them to park. Yeah. And they've got to have like an emergency response lane or something. Yeah. And they have the, those little areas where they can get through, but, um, they'll just park and they have it literally on their car, like a sign that says, keep your windows up. They're like, <laughs> they're like, please keep your window. Like, and then they still have a bullhorn and they have to yell at people for not keeping their windows up because they still won't listen. They're trying to protect you from getting right. <laughs> murdered by a bear, you know? Like Not only protect you, but, like, they're trying to protect their park, too. Like, they don't want nobody getting injured while they're, you know... Yeah, because if somebody does get injured... They're going to shut down a whole operation. It costs money if someone gets injured. Then you they're going to have to murder that freaking bear, you know? Because yeah, it's his fault that's for, fucked up. It's his fault for All chewing you. All because you could not listen to the rules yeah you wanted to try to pet the and sometimes they'll get out of the car too like it's crazy if, if our society worked where people were just a little bit more considerate yeah that's all you had to do if you just if you just had the mindset every day of like just is this decision being a good person that's it, all you gotta ask yourself is this decision being a good person before you do an action I think like the world would be such a better place. Yeah, there would be. There has to be some but kind people of. People don't stop and think sometimes. They just do. There's no like personal accountability. You know, they don't feel bad if they do something stupid. You know, like you fuck it up for everybody. You know, now they got to shut shit down. You know, like like the people that drop stuff in the like enclosures or like the kid flips over the fence and falls into the gorilla. Like, uh, 
Yeah, like they're just not watching that. I mean, some or just of people littering. There's a lot of litter. You see trash too. You know, yeah. it's like, what are you guys doing? Who's throwing trash out? Why? Out the window and stuff like, yeah, you just, it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, that's personal accountability. Like I, I would feel bad if I threw something, you know, where there's going to be animals or something, they eat it and whatever, it like gets stuck in their intestines or something because they chewed on a plastic yeah. top or something, you know. And I'm like, not talking like, like China does this. There's parts of China where they have like, um, uh, they've got cameras that facial tracking and oh yeah and facial recognition yeah and so if they see you littering it's like they publicize it and they they send you like accountability like you go to jail for doing this shit for yeah. for simple stuff like like super tracking like that oh yeah that's intense that's a little bit too much I think you know you get raided yeah so like if like you- that's scary like I don't not like scary but that's like come on. The fact that you need to have the government control you like that, that's the fucked up part um, that the government wants to because they want to keep crime down and all that stuff. And they feel like, well, let's fuck it. People aren't listening anyway. Um, yeah. But if they if give you a just, rating, yeah, so like they if, give you a rating. Yeah. If you get a certain color, you can't take the fucking bus. You can't go nowhere. You like, have been declared not good enough citizen to do it. Yeah, you can't buy a, a car or mm-hmm. something, you know, like if you're under certain. So people strive to like be as good as possible well, because you're they just don't, always being watched. You're always like, being watched. Yeah, that's too much. That's, man. That's, that is too much. So my that's point. a Black Mirror episode. Exactly. But if we just took a moment, stopped and just thought to ourselves, is this a good person decision? You know? Well, you know that you and know that's the problem is that people have too much pride. People care about what others think way too much that they don't they won't even back down from their point when they're caught in being like very stupid argument. You don't see people be like, you know why you're right. There was no reason for me to be upset. Let's just stop fighting. I'm going to reconsider my position. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> no, stupid. No, you get heated and, and that's like, I People guess. People are married to their ideas. Yeah. And they're just ideas. You don't have to be married to them. You don't have to die on the hill. You know, you can, you know, I've had to learn that. That's not an easy thing to learn. You know, you feel so strongly about something and you're like, no, this has got to be, you know, and you're just fighting for it. Mm-hmm. And you just won't accept any other ideas, you know, and it's like. What am I doing? It's just an idea. Who cares? Like, why am I so closely guarding this idea that was introduced whenever? Maybe it was wrong. You know, I read something or I heard something or somebody told me something and it was wrong. You know, I'm okay with being, you have to be okay with being wrong. And there's too much pride. There's a lot of pride. Everybody has, you know, ego, controlling things like, oh, you can't hurt my pride. I'm right. You know, like, and it's just so like, it's unnecessary, but you know, like the whole cleaning of the picking up after yourself, you know, who does that the best is the Japanese. They're just so nice. Well, they pick up, you see regular people just picking up trash. Mm -hmm. They all feel like like, after the Olympics or like FIFA world cup or something like they will come clean the bleachers. They will clean up after themselves. They know that they made a mess and they're going to clean it up. You see people sweeping the streets, you know, care. And they think about it. It's like a self-worth. Like, I want to make this place nice. So if everyone chips in, it's 
easier. It's like a cultural thing for yeah. them. So even like their kids, like if you send your kid to the store and they're like 11, 12 years old, like the whole no, community dude, and, watches and, them. And they'll do it at even younger ages. Because we were watching this show from uh, Japan, and it's called Old Enough, and they send like three year olds to five years olds and oh, yeah, to we do like tasks, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like send them to the grocery store and then stop to go see dad at work and make sure he picks up the thing that he forgot to give to mom and then bring all of that back to the house. Yeah. And like these kids will go do it on their own. And of course, since it's a show, like they have camera crews constantly watching them but they're disguised as like everyday civilians like uh you know guy like working on the the light construction he's all post outside yeah you know construction workers drilling <laughs> but, but really watching. it's like a camera in the briefcase or, or on the lunchbox or whatever it is that yeah. they're walking around with and they're just watching the kids so if the kids get into any situation that's not okay or there's an issue yeah. where they couldn't do it then at least there's, you know, responsible parties there. But the parents are not. The parents have to wait at home and they're just there like worrying. They're like, I just hope there's okay. It's his first time doing and it on his own. What, what but they'll send him out of that age, you know? And they... That that trips me out. Like, I don't think in American society the I could trust my five-year-old to walk down the street, grab some sketchy. milk. Yeah. It's a different, different type of environment for sure in mm -hmm. New York City. But there... I, I heard of a psychologist who wanted his kids to be more independent and he would send them to the store in New York City. So he walked with them. He said, this is the route. This is how you get um, to our place and back and forth. And they walked it together. And then he went over, you know, everything in the streets and all that stuff. And they did it together. And then he sent them. He would send them to the store and, you know, with no help, you know, and they just have to go and they have to come back. You know, and, and one of them got lost, you know, <laughs> but they figured it out, though. They figured it out and they came home. So, like, they like uh, they were doing it. And it's like, yeah, kids I think are, that's great. Kids are really smart. You know, they absorb all the information you're giving them. They're looking around. They're making decisions. You know, like they are really smart, you know, and you can they're that's why they're in school, because they're really good at learning things. You know, like this is the time to teach them and they gives them. And, you know, that would have been like, uh, you know, if it was a hunter gatherer tribe or whatever, they would be hunting with the males, you know, and, uh, right. you know, whatever. Yeah, how else are you supposed to learn anything? There would You're be shadowing. some that cook and some that clean and, you know, some that, you know, they all have their place and they'd be watching and helping, you know, and they would be doing a good job, you know, like it's a, you know, a farming family, you know, they know how to feed the chickens yeah. and all that I stuff. I mean, I don't have kids, but the one thing that I hear a lot of uh, is like, you know, have your kids help you make dinner or give your help your kid have your kids help you do chores or whatnot. Like when they're young, they just want to help anyway. Yeah, they want to just naturally do what you're doing. And that gives yeah. them like a sense of like these are the things we have to do for the house. Yeah, if I'm bouncing a basketball, they just go grab another one and they start bouncing it too. Like, like they, my old roommate's uh nephew came to visit us. And stay with us. And the kid was like 12, 13 years old or something, yeah. right? Um, and did not know how to crack an egg. Did okay. not know how to like turn the stove on. Yeah. His mom does everything for him. Yeah. And I was just like blown away at that. Like my parents, you know, not out of necessity for teaching us anything, but just because, you know, my, my parents were just fucking ugh. 
<laughs> to, yeah. to, we had like four kids and then two foster brothers. Yeah. So we had to like do things ourselves. And we, it's not like we, we grew up on the edge of middle class when it still existed, like right below that line, yeah. you know, um, enough for we can get to be comfortable. every school year. Yeah, you're comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we couldn't splurge on anything nice. Yeah. You couldn't get the new cool Nikes or whatever. No. You're just like, like we shopped at Ross. Yeah. You, you know, and you get, whatever you find the I deals. can find yeah. at Ross, that's what I can wear. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you get lucky, right? Or Walmart, you, you know, find some on cool a 99 stuff. cent store. Yeah. You get your groceries as probably the most expensive thing. We can afford to take everybody out every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. But um, for the most part, that's how we lived. And uh, so we had to do our own laundry at a young age um, and learn to cook for ourselves. And uh, my parents both worked. So sometimes we would be home by ourselves just trying to figure out life. We'd have chores. You had to do the dishes. But in our cycle of it, it wasn't like, oh, I want to help do this. Uh, if I was at a young age and I tried to help do the dishes and surprise my mom, I'd get in trouble because I made a mess because she wasn't there to help me and supervise it. And so, and my mom's just trying to get shit done. She got to take care of the whole house. She don't have the time to, to just sit there and play with my emotions about helping out with laundry or some shit. So, uh, we had it more of like doing the household stuff as a chore or a punishment. Yeah, yeah. But we still had to do it. Like every week was like, it's your job to vacuum, you vacuum. Um, that's not how you vacuum, do it again. Did you guys rotate or did you pretty Sometimes much have we just the had same the thing? Yeah. yeah. That's and, what I felt And eventually, like. you know, when I was doing theater and I started staying later, I would stay like most of my day from beginning of day to end of day at theater. I wouldn't even eat dinner at yeah. home. Yeah. Uh, so by the time I would get home for a while, my job was to put away all of the dinner and then wash the dishes, put away the dinner you didn't eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so as a teenager, yeah. I started to rebel against that. I told my mom, I was like, no, was like, what do you mean? No, he would just say, no, I just said, no, I was like, no. Oh, my mom was mad. Oh yeah. Mama, she was mad. Don't mess with mama. So like she she was like, well, what do you mean? No. And I told her, well, I didn't eat this food. I didn't make this food. I'm not going to clean this food up and put it away. I don't even, I just sleep here. Yeah. And eventually got to a point where it was too, is like, look, I'm going to pick up after myself and I'm just going to do my things. Yeah. Like that's what I'm here for. And my mom was so mad. Uh, she was started yelling at me and everything. <laughs> and I was like, um, we would get into like these arguments about it. And then one day she was talking to her friend and friend was over or something. And she was saying, complaining about me to her friend in a, in like a sarcastic way. Oh, Steven is so uh, mean to me. He doesn't even, he talks back all the time. He won't do any of the chores and things. And I was like, look, I don't appreciate you talking to me with, about your friend. And then that <laughs> lady had the fucking balls to say something to me. Like I was pissed off teenager. You don't fuck with a teenager like that. She called you. She called me on it. She was like, you should be more respectful oh, to your elders. Was she there? She was there. She oh, was like in physically person. in the kitchen, like okay, sitting down okay. with my mom as my mom's talking shit about me. And you overheard and you came and and like, busted in. You were like, I don't appreciate what? you saying that kind of stuff about me to 
strangers. Yeah. And this lady was like, I've known your mom for so long. We're not strangers. She could tell me whatever you want. And I said, with all due respect, the business between my mom and my relationship is between me and my mom. Uh, I don't know you. So I would prefer you not in my business unless you want to tell me about all your relationship. And I just walked out. Like I was a little fucking asshole like that. I really was. And my mom got so mad at me that night. And then she was like, I was like, she's like, you don't talk to me that way. You don't talk to my company that way. And uh, yelling at me in front of this lady. Yeah. And I was like, okay, then I just won't talk to you. And you walked away. And I walked away. So (laughs) if my mom told me to do something that I felt like I was supposed to be doing anyway, like, can you take out the trash, please? Yeah, I'll do it. You know, that kind of simple stuff like that. I felt I would just do it, but I wouldn't respond to her. You just do it. I literally did not talk to my mom for a full month. <laughs> it got to a point where my dad came fucking cussing me out, yelling at me. Me like, your mom's over there crying because you haven't talked to her in weeks and I can't put up with that shit. Go apologize to her. And I'm like, she should be apologizing to me. For a full month until I finally felt bad enough. I was like, okay. What, did you uh, say? what was the first thing you said? I opened her door and I was like, Sorry for not talking to you. And I walked away. <laughs> what did she say? Nothing? She was just, nothing. Oh my God. I was a little fucking asshole. <laughs> Dude, I really was. And I remember this other moment specifically. My parents were arguing. Yeah. And the way they argued is my mom antagonized my dad. She knew exactly which strings to pull to piss him off. And my dad had very short temper classic and no, and clouded like judgment. Mm -hmm. So he had no forethought. He just, he just moved, you know, he grew up on, on the streets too. So he was like instincts. He just instincts. Yeah. Like if someone's fucking with you arguing or some shit, like he gets fucking crazy. Yeah. You know, like anyway, so my mom knew exactly what to do to piss him off. Yeah. Right. Which, you know, if you've been with anybody long enough, mm-hmm. you know. But what she would do it like psychologically. She would drop in like truth bombs. Like <laughs> she would say some fucking shit, you know. Or like slow detonating ones, you know, where mm-hmm. you just like poke and then it just She builds. thought she was so smart with like the conversation parts of, of arguing and she was probably right, you know. Yeah. And my dad, all he would do is like react. just get mad and yeah. react and he wouldn't hit us or my mom or anything, but he'd punch a fucking hole in a wall. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember walking in and they're arguing back and forth. And I eventually was like upset with it. And I felt like I had this how I had to talk to my parents. And I yelled at my dad. (laughs) I yelled at my dad. And I was like, don't you know she's just uh you're you're running around an argument that is pointless and blah 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 blah. This is stupid, and I don't know why you're you're even putting up with this type of arguing. It's ridiculous what you two are doing. Yeah, you just need to stop and calm down. And then and then he like got pissed off and he walked away. And my mom's still in the living room, like on the couch, and she's like, "Thank you, meal." And I was like, "Shut up, too." Because this is your fault. Because you knew exactly what you were doing to piss him off. So you both need to stop acting like fucking children and start acting like adults. I shouldn't have to come in here and yell at both of you to get you to stop fighting. And I walked away. Because that's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) So I remember 
years later, my mom had told me, she's like, you remember when you had yelled at me and your dad? I was like, yeah. I think this is after like I graduated school. Yeah. Um, she was like, well, moments later, your dad came out and he sat on the couch and it was just very quiet and he apologized. And I apologized. And we were just sitting there in silence. And the only thing that broke the silence is he said, I think Steven's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's got it figured out. <laughs> yeah. I think from that moment forward, my parents just kind of realized I was like way more independent than they expected. And then from that moment on, they stopped like worrying about me. Their go-to is Steven is independent and he can handle himself and we don't yeah. have to worry about him. Yeah. Which I think kind of sucked too. Because, like, as a teenager, you do feel like you're becoming an adult, but, like, teenagers are still kids. Yeah, they got the rebellion-ness in them, but they also need help still, you know? So it's like a give and take. You have to, like, you have to kind of play these little, like, psychological games, you know, where, like, you're, like, wanting them to do something, but then you don't tell them that you want them to do it. Because then once you tell them, then they don't want to do it. Like, you just want your parents to be, like, loving poster parents sometimes too. like hey how was your day son that kind of stuff yeah <laughs> you know i did theater so yeah. you would but, read but about these my families. parents well here's what i knew okay yeah. i would do theater i'd be in like fucking starring role yeah right i'd be the lead and there would be someone who was like stagehand yeah their role was just to be a person when somebody needed a person <laughs> backstage yeah, or whatever yeah. the they're point. organizing things back there or a prop or they wouldn't even have a line. They would just be a background character like you're just in this scene. You're you're busy traffic people in this scene. You're you're supposed to be driving the taxi or whatnot. You know, you're basically kind of part of the set. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the we had a lobby to the theater. And so they would sell like concessions. They would sell like, you know, some snacks. water bottles, snacks, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, there would be kids and then flowers and, and grams and whatnot. And there would be kids that would get so much uh, things every night. Like they would get flowers every night from their parents or cookies or, or yeah, water yeah. or whatnot or, or um, break a leg grams, as they called them or something like that. Yeah. You know, just like, oh, break a leg. Hope you do well. Have a fun night. We're out there watching the parents would come like every show. Cause yeah. that's what you do when your kid is you support, your, you kids. support your kid and whatever yeah, yeah. thing that they want to do. If your kid's in choir, you're going to every fucking choir concert, like whether you want to or not, because your kid wants you to, they might not say it, but they want it. Yeah. They're looking, you know, you're, you're going to be, you know, I did it when I was playing varsity football, you look in the stands, you're like, oh man, can mm -hmm. I see that? I mean, I think they're Who's there. here you for know. me? Yeah. You want to see your, you yeah. know, and it feels good. My parents so you're never like, came. <laughs> yeah. You're like the stage hand got fucking flowers and I'm starving. I'm the lead and I wouldn't get anything, you know, I yeah. feel so bad because it was the parents and the people who came yeah. for them. And yeah. nobody came for me because all my friends were already in the show. Yeah. Yeah. They were in it. And then you, yeah, you just want that, you know, you did I didn't such have good the job. external thing, you know, I didn't have yeah. an external pact of friends that could come from my science class and want to come support me or, yeah. or parents or siblings that, that came to support me. Um, 
not to say that they didn't support me. Like, you know, my parents did support me. Like they, they did were like there for, for whatever I needed. You know, yeah. if I needed it, if it was necessary, you know, like it, they would allow me to go to this stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They encouraged me to do it. Yeah. It wasn't like they, they were totally against it and actively tried to stop me or anything. Um, they were supportive. And then I don't know they were busy and whatnot. You know, they had all these other kids to raise. And what are they going to do? Buy tickets for everybody to go. And right. I knew they couldn't really afford to go to every show either. Yeah. Yeah. That's a um, lot. But I don't know. It would have been nice. It would have been nice. It right? would have been nice. Yeah. But, you know, the, they would either go to no shows at all or just like one show. At the same time, you could you could if you want to look at it a different way, you could say that kind of drove that was your driving, though, that like, really like put a lit a fire under you to like be the, the lead. Like you you pushed yourself so hard because you were looking for that like validation. So I don't know, maybe in a way you can say kind of like. That's why a lot of these guys, you know, they co- they have bad situations. They grew up in, but they're just driven. They won't stop. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you were trying to fill that void and then you're just like, I'm going to be the best, you know? Like- <laughs> and, it's, and it's not to say my parents aren't so proud of me right now. Like, you know, out of the majority of my city siblings, yeah, um, they sound like I'm they were there, busy parents, you know, and the ones that like have succeeded in life yeah. to a good point. Like they're proud of, of the person I've become. Yeah, they weren't like throwing bottles at you, like Steven, you're a bum. Won't you give that up? You know, like they weren't like <laughs> they, you yeah. weren't. You didn't they have were to good fight. parents. I yeah. had a good childhood. It wasn't bad. It could have been worse, it, of course. Yeah, yeah, it could have been way worse. Yeah, um, would have would have been nice if it was better. But yeah, who's not saying that? Yeah, and yeah. it's not like my parents weren't there for other things. And you know, they took us to the doctor's appointments. They they fed us. They they taught us values. Yeah. Yeah, you sounds know, like it's you good. Know, sounds like busy parents. They had know. their problems, and they weren't perfect people for each other. And yeah. I think that was one of the issues. But yeah. and they made it work. You know, as long as they could. They right? and they did it for the wrong reasons. They did it for you know we're trying to stay together for the kids, which I don't think ever helps anybody in the family. <sighs> it's tough, man. It's a tough it's, juggle. You know, do I stay? Do I go? You know, it, there's studies that show parents that are you know two parent households you know do better than single parent you no know? definitely agree like, on that but like yeah. i feel like if parents but at what point yeah. you know is it is it reached the point where it's like too much if people you know? are constantly arguing with each other yeah, on a yeah. daily basis and they know they're not good for each other and they're yeah. waiting for the kids to become 18 so they can immediately get divorced it's, you should have just gotten it done with way sooner. Probably. And you probably would all be happier for it. You know, mm-hmm. it's definitely more healthy to get out of toxic situations. But, you know, I could see both sides of it. I could see pushing through and just be like, you know what? You know, we're doing it. Yeah. And I think I think there's sometimes the people that could push through and they don't, you know, and they give up, you know, and it's like a. You know, I don't think people, you know, you see it more in the older generations. They got married and that was it. You know, it's yeah. like they were together and that's it, you know, and it's not perfect. And it maybe won't ever be perfect, but it doesn't have to be either. It's just something you work on, you know. And I don't know. You think about it and you're like, dude, shit's wild out there. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> you think you're going to happiness and you might be going to like hell, dude. Like the oh, single Jesus. life is fucking nuts, dude. Like, I don't think I would want to do that again you know yeah 
it was lonely being single and moving to a new place without knowing anybody really when i came out here yeah that was a big leap man you were taking chances dude i was and i was uh had my own apartment and everything right um you're like i'm gonna do this shit but it was different because in california i would be out like every weekend yeah almost every other night i was hanging out if not every night with somebody yeah my i would get off work and i'd be home and i'd be relaxing then like my friend would get off work so he'd roll through and crack open a beer in my mini fridge and we watch you know all of our tv shows we need to catch up on for the week whatever it was like we never missed how much mother (laughs) or community or something like that you know um and then every weekend i'd be going out to their friend's house to party their apartment or we go out to to a bar just hang out we're just chilling all the time come here nothing nothing it's work it's find some food the work schedule was was just as bad anyway like i started getting out 10 sometimes and what were you doing? Uh, when I was in call center work. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah like I, I had like a two to ten schedule. Yeah. Sucked. <laughs> yeah, that's a second shift mm-hmm. or close to third shift, right? So, and third shifts are usually like overnight, right? Yeah, it's still second shift. I think it's you like know. four hours past. No, it's a certain amount of hours past something else. Second shift, I think, was like four hours past four o'clock. So it was like barely at the edge of that. Yeah. Yeah. You're pushing into. Or it's up to four hours past four o'clock or something like that. Um, Depending on when you start. Do people think you were crazy when you told them you're moving? You're like, yeah, I'm going to Arizona. They're like, what? (laughs) No, I don't think so. Well, some people were. They were like, oh, you're moving? I was like, yeah. I got a job. I'm going to take it. It's cheaper out there. You're like, dang, you're going to go to Arizona? I'm going to (laughs) live. You're just going to move out there? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. I, I wish, to, you know, that, like, I could have brought all my friends with me or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because that was probably, like, the hardest part of it all was was you, not knowing anybody for so long. And then the people I did meet were coworkers. Um, some of them blossomed into, like, great friends. Yeah. Uh, to this day, we still hang out. Yeah. Um, and then... But it was it was harder to to meet people when you're and confined to like such specific groups. It, it's so everything's different too. You mm-hmm. know, the landscape's different. The work is different. The you know, it's all these like your local bars have turned to like something different. And it's it just and you don't know all the areas. You don't no, know all I the still places. Don't know all the areas. I was driving downtown the other day. I hardly <laughs> ever drive downtown at all. Yeah. And so it's like uh, trying to follow the GPS, but it's not oriented right. And I don't know where I'm going. These streets are confusing. Some of them are one ways. It doesn't make any sense yeah. the way they they set it up. Like I'm just like ah, it's stressful. Crystal's like, oh, why did you not turn at that stop sign? I was like, I didn't know I was supposed to turn there yet. <laughs> like, I thought it was the next stop sign. It can be. I don't know why we have yeah. stop signs in the middle of this area anyway. Like, <laughs> but I don't know. It it's it's different. I still don't feel a hundred percent at home in Arizona. Yeah, I just feel like I'm trying to feel at home in here. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, there's certain aspects to it that make me feel better. Yeah. Um, especially now compared to how I used to. Like, 
Uh, meeting Crystal, of course. Yeah, the house that we've we've been building here. And, yeah, and yeah, you got work some good everything going on, you know. Yeah, you and other friends that I've met. Like, there's some beautiful things I would miss if I ever left, and I think that's one of the hardest things too. Is do I ever want to move again? It's tough, man. It's starting all over again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like going back to zero and then climbing back up that hill, you know, like uh, even just moving to another location. You're like, all right, I got to find out where my good gas station is, where my bad one is, you know, like whenever you move to a new city or something, you know, you're just trying to get a like a layout of the area. There's different pros and cons to everything, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a fucking wild time everywhere, man. A lot of shit going on. A lot of stuff going down and up. Right. You know, I was, uh, you know, we were talking about the clouds and the storms and the lack of storms <coughs> um, we've been having here. Cause it's been pretty mild season <laughs> while you die. I'm dying so <laughs> You're doing hard high altitude training right now. Jesus. Jeebus. I don't know what happened. <laughs> what are you doing here so I'm dude? dying, man. <laughs> I'm fucking dying uh, out here. Oh, that was funny. Mm, Jesus. Yeah. <sighs> but, um, dude, you know, like, we have Does got it feel a, warm in here now, too? A little bit. Oh, yeah, it's, uh... Hey, Google. What's the temperature in the house? <clears throat> Cooling is set to 76 degrees with a current temperature of 75 degrees. It's supposed to be cold. No, it isn't cold right now. In Florida, the temperature is 103 degrees. <laughs> she got you. Thanks, Google. <laughs> you said uh, it feels cool. It's supposed to be cool. And she's like, no, it's not. I'm just going to put it down a degree so it just fills us with cold air. Yeah, if you put it down one and it hey, just Google. clicks on. Set the AC to 74 All that smoke you're blowing. Setting upstairs to 74 degrees. It's blowing all that smoke, man. Making it warm in here. Oh, yeah. That's probably what it was. And it doesn't help. We we took a shot before this, too. Yeah, we did. Some fucking gin. Yeah, pink-flavored gin. Warms the body. What did I say it was? It was like blackberries and rosemary? I don't even know. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was all right for gin. I'm not a gin person. Yeah, I don't really care for gin either. Yeah. But that one was pretty smooth. It didn't have like that. Gin usually has that that very. It's the juniper when they make gin juniper. Yeah. Um, has that very like juniper taste to it? Just weird and too. What's the word I'm thinking of? I don't know. What are you thinking of? I don't know. But it tastes too, too earthy. I think okay. sometimes Flowery. And, and itchy, like spicy, like a spicy earthy, like, like a spice. Yeah, I can but see that. I know it's, that uh, I've enjoyed kick, the for sure. the aviation gin because it it doesn't have that harsher spicy feel to it and it, taste. Yeah, what the time that it did take because we did shots of aviation one time. Oh yeah. And yeah, we took shots t- of everything. I can tolerate that for sure. So we're gonna go out this weekend. Yeah, we're just gonna walk around first Friday. Is there anything specific we're gonna like head to? I'm trying to stay out of it. I'm trying to let them do the. Let them the plan thing. it. Yeah. 
Mm, Crystal keeps asking me things. Like, <laughs> so it's going. It's a, a feedback loop. You're still gonna get. I'll just tell her like we're staying out of it. It's an unanimous. There decision. you go. There you go. Yeah. We decided like to teach you guys to plan it. She'll I get like pissed this. off. She'll be like, I plan everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll figure it out, man. I like just uh, flying by the seat of my pants. So I can't remember what is around that area we'll find something we'll talk to some locals we'll walk around <laughs> we'll get the beat of the street man i want to see i want to feel the vibes of the city don't you just like walking around the city just feeling the vibes sometimes i mean we were out in the city last night Did you ever walk downtown like anywhere? yeah we were we were we were off of fourth street and yeah damn i forget what about any other cities? You ever go to any other cities downtown? Oh, yeah. We went to... Um, oh, Portland. How was Portland? We were in walking Portland, around? walking around downtown How'd Portland. How would that feel when you walk around? It what was did it feel? Right. It wasn't too bad. I mean, it was a little hot there because it was humid. Oh, that It sucks. wasn't as bad as Phoenix. So yeah. it was like Still, a step down. Like we were... A lot was of a good green, break for us. A lot of trees and stuff like that. <laughs> I gotta stop ripping this thing. <laughs> Put it away, dude. <laughs> Uh. <coughs> He's dying, people. He's dying. I just finished my water, dude. I have no liquids. That's <sighs> just gonna have to deal with it, son. I'll just bury me here to let the world end. I'm Fuck done it. with it. Here, you want you want something to think about while you're fucking high? I'll give okay. you something to think about. I don't about. even think I'm that high yet. Well, you've been ripping that fucking pen. I hope you're high. So here's a high thought for you. So do you know how much the average cloud weighs? Like a rain cloud? Like your average size rain cloud? Um, Jesus. Weighs? Yeah, because it's carrying water. What would you guess? What would be your guess? I don't know. Give it one. Give it a shot. Throw some out there. Well, I want to say, like, is it really the same weight as regular water? Because doesn't it have to, like, turn from gas to, well, there, there is a weight. to solid? There is a weight. If you look it up, there's a weight. I know. There's going to be a weight. Everything yeah. has weight. But what, what's I your feel guess? like it would be less than what it would be as solid, right? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. What's your guess? Like I know the answer. Twenty so. pounds. Can I hold the cloud? Like a, it's a rain cloud. Like a rain cloud that's gonna. Like how big are rain clouds? Like your average size. I can't think of this right now. Just fucking tell me. So an average size rain cloud weighs one point one million pounds. One point one million pounds. Yes. Dude, what else weighs one point one million pounds from I retrospective? Know. I don't know. But like, how much does the Eiffel Tower weigh? A lot. Is know. it millions? Hey, Google. I could look it up. How much does the Eiffel Tower weigh? 10,100 tons. According to some information I found on the website Torah. Hey, Google. Paris. 10,000 tons to pounds. 10,000 tons is equal to 2.205 times 10 to the 7 pounds. What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? I don't know math like that. I went to art school for shit's sake, man. All right, what, what do we got there? What are you looking up? Uh, 20, 22 million pounds. 22 million? For the Eiffel Tower. Okay. 
that's a, I guess that. So it's it's how much of that is the Eiffel Tower? So right here, here you go. So it's it's a one. Why don't you just bring that right here? Here you go. Read it. Oh, you want me to read it? I was too high for this. This was your thing. You read it. Shit. All right. Uh, is that a cloud or a UFO? What just is that? Just Hold on. <clears throat> a one cubic kilometer cloud contains one billion cubic meters. Doing the math, one billion times 0. 0.5 equals 500 thousand grams of water droplets in our cloud that is about 500 kilograms 500,000 kilograms or 1.1 million pounds about 551 tons all right okay but 551 tons let me see this okay let's see So what are you looking up now? Give us a play-by-play. I want to see a reference of what that is. Oh, how big of a size that is? Yeah. 145th, as heavy as a Statue of Liberty. That doesn't tell me anything, though. You could just put that as a square area. I just want to know what it is. Like, it's this object, you know? It's comparable to a school bus or something. Or is ten, it? Like, or, how much is a school bus? Or 10 school buses or something like that, because it would be a wide area. Or 50 school bus. I don't know. I don't know how many cubic area. Not a mathematician. So a school bus only weighs ten to 25,000 pounds, so it needs to be bigger than a school bus. How many school buses then would it have to be to equal? Um, Because then you could just say that. So just multiply. So there's 2,000 pounds in a ton. And we needed how many? 25,000? Let's just say a 25,000 pound school bus. When empty. Oh. So 36,000 pounds fully loaded school bus. Okay. okay. And how much should I say? 22 in a, in a ton? I think so. Did you close the tab? No, I just went back. No, it's 2,000 in a ton. And it's 36,000. So 36,000 to tons is what? 36,000. 36, uh, 3,600. Wait. <clears throat> Dude, I'm too high for this. Why am I doing this? I don't know. <laughs> You're going way off of the, where I was going to no, go with 36, it. No, it's 36,000. 18 tons. And how many tons is a cloud? <laughs> you closed the tab, didn't you? Son of a bitch. <laughs> always, always keep your tabs open. 551. 551. 1. So 551 divided by 18. Right? 
I guess. It's 30.6. So 30 and a half school buses. There we go. Now we Fully know, loaded school buses. Now we know what the cloud <laughs> would have to equal. Okay. That's great. Well, what I, where I was going with it was, if you know the cloud weighs 1.1 million pounds and it's dropping this water, how does it stay in the fucking air? <laughs> <laughs> I think that goes back to it being a gas. But it has a weight to it. So how the fuck is it staying in the air? Like, I, I'm not a meteorologist or fucking, I don't know how this shit works, but. It, has, it definitely has a weight to it, and it's in the air, and it's hey, just Google, floating. How does a cloud stay in the air? On the website USGS.gov, they say, even though a cloud weighs tons, it doesn't fall on you because the rising air responsible for its formation keeps the cloud floating in the air. Just, People also ask me, how do clouds not run out of water? Want to hear the answer? No. I don't care about that. So it's just a rising water. air. It's just the air f- is pushing it up. The rising air keeps it floating, which is crazy. Okay, tattoo by Lorene. What? Here it is on YouTube music. Hey, Google, shut up. <clears throat> She's Did like, noted, Stephen, that's 17 strikes. Hey, Google. Shit. Hey, Google. Shut up. You gotta say stop, dude. I think you listened. Uh, it's uh, just angry. She's not happy with you for sure. No, she's definitely not. She's plotting your <laughs> <laughs> your murder somehow, dude. She's gonna have to Jesus. She's gonna have to toast a short circuit or something. I'm like dying here. All right, you're gonna put your hand in to get a piece of toast, and you're gonna die or something like that. She's gonna figure out a way to shock you while you sleep. Dude, that's scary. Why you gotta put thoughts like that in my head? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Every hey, time do you know they're making a new Exorcist movie? Are they? Are they, mm-hmm. they don't have enough, right? No way. They need more. But it looks like this one ties into the original. Okay. That's good that they're going back to the original because that's like the one that worked. The, it's like within that same universe for that one specifically. I guess. They, really, they really never followed up with that in any of the other movies, right? I don't remember. It's been so long since I've seen Wait, there the was original a second one. one. They, I do think they did a yeah, second one, but I feel like it was one. a different case or something. Or they went a whole another storyline. They made it seem like this one was like maybe the same demon or whatever that was in the uh, the original Exorcist possession. Let's look it up. Okay. Like you could put that laptop in front of you here. You yeah, don't have probably. to be so off from the camera. Yeah, oh, just look it up like that. That's what we need to do. We need to get like iPads in here. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. So out of liquid. <laughs> God damn it. I know. What are you looking up? No, I, I was spelling exorcist, but then like I missed a letter or something. And I clicked on exercise. <laughs> So you're so looking there, up exercises now? <laughs> there was a there's there's definitely a three. Um uh, so there has to be a two. Um it probably wasn't called two. Exorcist the first one was in nineteen seventy-three. Yeah. Um I remember my dad telling me when he saw that movie, he was uh, out with a friend and they were walking home 
And he was so fucking terrified yeah, from that Exorcist movie. Exorcist 2, 1973. Yeah. He was so terrified that, that he was like, when he was separated from his friend, like they lived like just a block or two away from each other. Um, and he was a kid and they had snuck into that movie uh, that he was so fucking scared that as soon as like they were about to separate, they both jetted for their house. Mm. Terrified them. It was it was a lot for a lot of people. And there was like religious groups that were against it. Like it was a whole thing, man. Like, yeah, that happened with um, uh, Kevin Smith when he did Dogma. People were against that too. It was with religion. You're gonna, which was so savage because it it really fucked up the um, the ticket buying experience for that movie. I mean, that movie had uh, it had a um, skipping on the fucking names, Matt Damon and Ben Ben Affleck. Affleck, Yeah, right. And they were just coming off of like getting their awards and everything for. Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. So this was like a big deal of a movie, you know? And it was a really good movie. A lot of people will say, like, this is probably his best movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to see it again. It's been so long. It's so good. Like, it's yeah. fun. Uh, and <laughs> it's it's a hoot of a time. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> you know what? I was just watching Clerks yeah, the other day. Were you? Yeah, I put it on. And, uh, yeah, it, I mean, it holds up. It, it still is the movie that it was, right. you know. And it, it's it's frozen in time, you know. When you, I love movies that you can just watch that are frozen in their time. You know, it's so '90s. It's so like topical, and you know the things that are going on. That scene is the mood. The, the, the videos, scene of, you know, the video mm-hmm. rental place and everything. It's like, but that that scene when they um. Are talking about like Star Wars, yeah, and the construction workers and shit, yeah, on the on the the Death Star. Oh, because it was unfinished. so fucking classic. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, I get the first one. You know, when they 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 kill it and all. It's, it's yeah. like you signed up for that. It's like the army. You know, you knew what was going to happen. There was the danger involved. Yeah. Everybody signed up for that. But on the second one, they were still building it. Yeah, what's your point? Well, you know what about the contractors that are on there? You know, that's just somebody who's doing the plumbing. Like he's just building this thing. Did he really deserve to die? Yeah. For what? And they're like, he yeah, that makes sense. I mean, how many do roofers do you need to build the Death Star? A lot. <laughs> Untold amounts of, of contractors, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's a dumb thought. It's so know? stupid. <laughs> but it's, it's like one of those fucking thoughts that you would just, and that's, that's one of the reasons, you know, Kevin Smith, his style of, of dialogue, like he just knew how to talk like an everyday person and that's what he made movies about it was an everyday conversation yeah, that like you would have you would have with your friend that that never showed up in a movie yeah at least your interesting friend you would have that exactly they would bring up something you're yeah. like dude why do you always bring up weird stuff you know like, i would probably be the one bringing up stuff like that like i'm bringing up rain clouds you know <laughs> <laughs> i was probably that guy but um yeah, no, I it, Tarantino is classic for that too. Mm-hmm. You know his conversational scenes where that's right. The very beginning of you know, of Pulp Fiction where they're having the whole conversation about the you know, uh, they don't call it a quarter pounder in uh, in uh, France. Yeah, right? exactly. And he's like, well, what do they call it? Because uh, you know, it like grounds you that kind of stuff. 
Royale with cheese. Because you're kind of like in the conversation at that point. Yeah. 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 And it's just two dudes talking. And then he talks about, hey, man, did you hear about so-and-so? You got thrown out of a window and uh, off the second floor. Got fucked up. He's got a stutter now. And he's like, <laughs> what? He's like, why? He's like, well, I heard that he gave the missus a foot massage. And uh, John Travolta's like, man, well, you know, he went, you know, he went too far. And then Samuel's like, man, it was just a foot massage. You going to throw somebody out a window for a foot massage? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he didn't even have sex with her or anything, man. That was just a foot massage. And he's like, he's like, and then uh, Travolta's like, He's like, you know how to give a foot massage? And he's like, uh, he's like, yeah. He's like, I got the oils down and everything. And then he's like, he's like, would you give me a foot massage? And he's like, man, fuck you. Because, <laughs> he's like, he's, you know, his whole point was, it, you know, Samuel was saying it don't mean nothing. Yeah. It's just a foot massage. It don't mean nothing. And then he's like, so well, then why don't you she's give like, me a foot massage? He's like, why don't you give me a foot? And he's like, man, get out of here. He's like, you better stop. He's like, <laughs> it does mean something, you know, that was his whole point. But, um, yeah, you, you know, they're having this whole conversation in, in nice suits. You know, with the tie on, walking through this hallway, you don't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know. And then they, they, then they're very punctual. So they're like, what time is it? And he's like, oh, no, we got a few minutes. Just hang back over here. So they won't even go in and talk to this guy until it hits the exact time they're supposed to be there. Right. So they're very, very professional. <laughs> you know, he's giving you all these signals without, t- he's telling you they're professional by just showing you, you know. And, you know, Travolta's got the hair slicked back and, you know, Samuel's got his, you know, face trimmed up, you know, that classic chops that he did for the movie. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, now you just see this whole conversation. The, and they don't talk about what they're going to do. They're not talking about, you know, what they're going to go see. They're just having a conversation. They're just right. two guys in the car having a conversation and they just happen to be at work. That's their job. You know, so it made Hitman or just some regular thugs seem interesting. Yeah. Normally in a movie, you would just send the two brutes or whatever to go beat somebody up or something, you know, and they would be the camera would be fixed on the boss, you know, and go do this. You know, I need you to bring him here, you know, or something. No, these are the two. They like dramatize it, you know? Yeah. Just like they just make it. These two henchmen, basically Mm -hmm. hired, hired muscle. But when you have like these type of movies with the the that kind of like grounded feel realism, that's the kind of stuff that like really captivates a wider audience, I think, because they're not just like focusing on story now. They're just focusing on being part of the conversation. It brings you into the world. Yeah, you're in there. You're, you're in their world. You're in the car. Mm-hmm. There you're sitting you there. Because you relate at this point. Yeah, they're, they're, and they seem real. They, they made them very real, very grounded. And uh, people always ask him about the briefcase because remember Travolta opens mm-hmm. up the briefcase when they finally go in. It's in the briefcase. No, no, he never tells you what's no. in the briefcase because he wants you. He goes, it individualizes the movie. So, what do you think was in the briefcase? Shit, I never even like Thought decided to guess because I could not fathom what it could be especially something that lights up like that like what is it that has to glisten is the glisten abstract but or is it real 
to the movie. Yeah. Like it, it has to be real. They it didn't is. make anything else abstract. So yeah. what is going to glisten that? And the only thing I can think of is maybe it's a giant fucking chunk of smooth gold. Yeah. That's the only logical conclusion I can come up with, but it would, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You think of some kind of, I, I thought of like gold bars. That was my first thing. Like some gold bars, mm-hmm. you know, very, very shiny, you know, very golden, like glow, you know, he does have an idea of what it is because he wrote it. So he, he, he knows what's in the briefcase, but he won't tell you no. what's in the briefcase because he's like, he's like, you think it's something, your friend thinks it's something, you know, these are, that's a movie for for each person. Each person gets their own movie because they think of something. You know, you might talk to somebody and they're like, no, it's not gold. What are you talking about? It's, it's got to be some kind of uh, alien technology or something. Right. You know, because they got some hint, you know, from something they were talking about or something, you know. So, or, you know, why do these nerdy guys have it? So maybe it's some kind of uh, weapon or something, you know. So it could be, you know, anything, anything that you think of. And so it makes the movie individually different for everybody. Everybody gets a different movie. Yeah. And he's like, I like that. You know, and these directors are thinking so deeply that I think that's what draws them to the movies. Like Christopher Nolan, he goes, people will bring up um, to him the fact that they're confusing. You know, like you watch um, Tenant, you know, you can watch I still it. haven't seen it yet. You haven't watched Tenant? No, wow. I really need to. It's a really good movie. Yeah. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to fucking confuse you. <laughs> no, I, I totally know. Because he does that. He, he likes to bring some confusion to the story because he doesn't... If it's too simple, you're less interested, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have to think about the movie, if you're not thinking about it afterwards, then what's the point, you know? Like, he, he likes the confusion because then it allows you to think. allows you to try to figure out things. allows you to... Um, you know, contemplate what they're what the what they were doing, and you have to watch it more than once sometimes to get that. Like he did that with Memento. Oh, Memento. Um, oh yeah, watching you, that movie like twice. Is you can so watch different. it once, but then when you watch it a second time, it's like a different movie, right? Because mm-hmm. you're looking at oh, you're like oh, I'm looking at it from this angle now. You know, I was looking at it straightforward, and now like if I tilt just a little bit, I'm like whoa, I see a whole different side of this movie. So, like, he creates these complex movies for you to enjoy, like, more than once and try to figure out. Right. And maybe you will never figure out exactly what was going on, you know. But it, it that mystery, I think, brings you back to the movie. He's such a weird dude, man. You know, he's all analog. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a, a smartphone. He doesn't have a phone. He doesn't carry a phone with him. He has a hardline phone. doesn't use a computer. Doesn't he, even use a computer? No, he doesn't go online. Damn. Yeah. You think he just like never learned and was like, fuck it, I'm not. No, he he just wants to involve himself in the projects, you know, like reading. That makes sense, I guess. He reads books, you know, he's he's totally into, and it's less distractions, right? Think of a wor- the world that he lives in without all the distractions. Without the screens Like and people technology. can't even get a hold of him sometimes. Oh my God. You know, like, because yeah. he doesn't carry a phone. That's a good point. Yeah. Like, is he still using messenger pigeons? <laughs> he, You can write him a letter probably. <laughs> <laughs> you get it? Damn, to be in that kind of industry and not have, like, uh, 
the ability to reply to stuff. Like, he's got to have an assistant that handles all that, right? I don't think. You can't dude. work in the industry without email. <laughs> you can't. I think, I think, you can't do I think it. he has a way to accept emails. I think that's the only thing. And he's got to have an assistant that, that has all the accounts. He like never even sees it. He doesn't know what a Gmail app looks like. But his assistant goes and says, hey, Maybe. so-and-so is talking about this. And they want to know what you think about that. Maybe that's what it is. And they just print it out for him if they need to see like larger shit. Or they call him. They'll call him on the phone and talk to him. But he's not. Yeah, he's not going to be just sitting and looking through emails. No, but but he, he's got to have somebody who takes care of. It. Like you know, getting reservations for restaurants and shit. Like a he lot calls. of them. A lot of them too. Like you might not be able to call anymore for some things. I'm like sure he has a line. I'm sure the, he has a way to talk to people. Right, 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 right. But I'm sure he's got to have somebody who's taking care of him. I think he's got agents and or, managers. You know. Yeah. But I don't think he has a personal assistant. Um, Does he have a wife? Yeah, I, I think maybe he's she's married. handling it all. I think he's married. <laughs> no, dude, this dude is so analog, man. It's so inspirational because, like, the movies he's making are also so futuristic at the same time. Like, he's making these movies like are so like Interstellar. Interstellar is a crazy ass fucking movie, dude. Um. And there's still people figuring out stuff about it. Like the there's a point when Matthew McConaughey is on a planet and there's a tick that that happens every like 1.5 seconds. Like tick. Uh-huh. Tick. tick. And that's supposed to be um, one year going by on Earth. So somebody figured out the math because he's so far away from Earth and they're they're um they're still aging at a, at seven times the rate or something like that. Right. And, and they figured out somebody did the calculations and was able to figure out that tick what that ticking was in the in the scene. Yeah. Or um, you know, where he's like between the the realms of like time and the universe. Yeah. And it's like all these like narrow lines and shit that you're looking at. Yeah. All of that is sped up frames from earlier. Yeah. Like they're all just like the frames zoomed out so you could see them all individual frames of the movie. There's also some other theories about um, the ending to it that he didn't really go back and see his daughter. That's all just um, he he's already died and that's like visions or something really? like that. Yeah. I but, heard that one. Yeah. There's some that's crazy... like a like an inception where the. um you don't know if the, he, the thing doesn't toss around the relic or whatever. Mm-hmm. I forgot what they called it. They, did they call it relic or did they call it something else? Huh? It's like a totem. A totem. A totem. Yeah. yeah, that's what it, you said. You said the T, and then it just popped in my head. You're supposed to have your own totem. And you're not supposed to share it with anybody, so you only know how it rolls or how it spins, right? Which is kind of nutty. Um, and then, have you ever had? But the, it was uh, who's that one British actor? The guy who played his dad. He played Alfred. Um, in, Michael Kane. Uh, yeah. I think he was in an interview and said because he was like the guy who created the shit that he couldn't exist in there because he doesn't go in there. Um, and so therefore the the top would have fallen because he was in that scene. That was his explanation. Oh, we're talking about the very end when it's spinning. Mm-hmm. If yeah. he, if he's actually if he's actually dreaming, you never or not. see it. You never see it fall. Yeah, it's just spinning. 
See, that's another thing that Christopher Nolan does. Another fucking thing. <laughs> he leaves you wondering. He wants the confusion. He wants to build, even if you know you had to come to the conclusion that now he is um, in the real world. He still put the doubt there and made you think about it. You know, right? Because you never saw it fall. No. So, but then we will never really know because it's like just an actor who said that. That's his perspective. Yeah. I don't even think he said that's the reason. But he says like my theory is is that such and such, and those are the reasons why you know. But see, there you go too. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need or like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, um, in Shutter Island. I gotta watch Shutter Island. I never watched it. Never seen Shutter Island. No, I never. Oh, I, dude, I was about I, to spoil it. It kind of it did get ruined. I think I know the ending. I don't even want to say it, but I think I know what because ha- I heard somebody I think talk about it, so I kind of know. But anyways. Yeah, he leaves the doubt in your head in his movies, which is, which is, part of the fun. That's part of the movie experience, you know. Like, uh, I don't know. It gives it makes it more interesting, you know. It's an interesting, right. um, it's an interesting to make an interesting story. You have to give people things to think about. If you just give them all the answers and, you know, like you know. I don't know. Yeah, I, you like that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it's fun oh, yeah. to have a story that's just straightforward, funny, and you know, and you laugh. But it's also, you know, it's also nice to have something to think about. No, and I think I've said it before too. Like, I enjoy the stories that are fun for different reasons. Like, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like recently we we saw yesterday um, the new movie uh, Strays. Okay. okay. Now, Strays had a lot of like potty humor and everything. It's just, uh, it's like such an old term. I don't know why I said it like that. But you know, like. Who's the main actor in the. It's a voice actor, Will Ferrell. Oh, it's a cartoon? Will Ferrell. No, it's live action. It's live action. It's about dogs and they voice the dogs. Like, think Homeward Bound. Oh. Dogs talking okay, to each other okay. and shit. So it's real dogs, but then they have voice actors. Yeah. Okay. So they have voice actors. So like the main one is um, Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell, Jamie Fox. Uh, okay. Okay. Ooh, I'm forgetting this guy's name. You know the guy who um, is in uh, WandaVision and the Marvel movies. He's the uh, the Asian guy Jarvis? from um, Fresh or... Off the Boat. The dad. Oh, um, that's uh, that's uh, I forget his name. Fucking, I don't know his name. Let me see. I can... like he was in it too. I'll just look it up real quick. And this Australian girl who I can't remember her name either. You know, just look up strays. Cast of strays. Um, and you'll see all the people. Uh, but it was a it was a fun movie, even though there was a lot of like, you know, crude jokes and, and farce jokes, just ones that were like the main idea of the film is that the dog is has realized his owner's been a shitty ass owner and he decides to like travel back after being abandoned three hours away from home uh travel back to home on foot oh randall park yeah just so that he can um i don't know why it took me so long bite the dick off of his old owner mm, interesting mm-hmm so it's 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 hilarious in that aspect that it's like absurdity. But the movie also is funnier because it's absurdity but it's from a dog's perspective. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, so there are certain things like you're giving a little bit more free will to the absurdity because we're listening to these dogs manifest entire. Did they move the dog's mouth? Or did it, was it one of those like, you know, like, were they talking like that? Uh, they did a little bit, but it wasn't over the top. Overdone. Yeah. It like, wasn't oh, overdone. Man. Like their head goes side to side or something. You know, it like... was, it was like the dogs actually like barking. Like if the dog was barking or something, that's what the mouth movements were. But they replaced the barking for words or something. Oh, okay. That's so it seemed realistic. Like if you're the human watching this happen, you know. So every time they bark, they're talking. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So their bark was it? Okay. Mm, I guess that could work. And then with CGI and everything, they're able to move the mouth and stuff like they that. They move just a little bit to make it feel like it's supposed to go, but it's not Over too the top. much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, these dogs are like peeing on everything. They're shitting on everything. Um, they, they do like, there's some crude humor in there for sure. Like there's a whole scene where they're trying to break out of, uh, the, um, dog pound and the very large dog in there played by Randall Park. He, they think that if he gets a big enough erection that he can grab the keys off the wall and oh, they shit. can open up the gate. <laughs> and so the dogs over there, like with a big erection. And then the other dog is a female dog that they've had this like, um, like sexual tension, the whole movie and everything. Yeah. Uh, and so she's like saying stupid shit. Like, yeah, I just want you to, I'm wearing nothing but my fur or, uh, and, and think about my eight nipples. Cause it's a dog. Yeah. So stupid. Um, but okay, there was a lot of heart to the movie because you, you're hearing the dog like say all he ever wanted was just to be called a good boy, and <laughs> and it's like super sad. Oh my god! And then you hear other dogs like there was this this dog that's like pet on the head. Yeah, this dog is like super cute and shit. Like it, it belongs to some like uh, blonde bimbo girl at the dog park, and the dog's like, and then she told me to sit, but I found that like she'll give me more attention if I just kind of like tilt my head a little bit and pretend like I didn't know what they wanted me to do, and then I do it, and I'm like, oh my god, that's Poe, that's my dog, <laughs> my yeah. little dog, little <laughs> shit, he's doing that shit on purpose. He knows what I want. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, so it was fun stuff like that. Like the movie became like relatable to dog people. I it's, think overall. it sounds like a d- you know decent movie. Yeah, yeah, it was fun for sure. I'd, yeah. I'd recommend going and seeing it. It was good, or yeah. at least waiting for it to stream and watch it. There's a four dollar movies going on this weekend. Oh yeah, where? Everywhere. Everywhere? Yeah, all the like it, all all theaters. Movies? Like there's all no theaters. movie off limits. No, no, I was gonna see oh, Blue shit. Beetle, but it was already sold out. Yeah, the times why, that I why wanted is to this go. Happening? It's a national movie fucking day or whatever. They have fucking national movie days now? Yeah. How did I not know about this shit? So every theater just decided to do $4 movies. So they're, it's working. People are going to be that theater packed, man. All the tickets. Damn. Yeah. Four uh, four bucks? I mean, you can't beat it. Yeah, I want to see Blue Beetle. Is uh, Oppenheimer still in IMAX? I didn't even check. the. Um, if that's $4, go see that. <laughs> It's by now it's already too late in the game. I was checking on Wednesday when I found out and the, in the morning there was still a lot mm-hmm. of tickets, but 
as the day went on, I, I waited till like one o'clock and I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I waited too long. All the tickets that I wanted were gone. I mean, uh, at least for the best, because going to a movie when it's packed is not that fun. I like I like the experience. I've had some good movie experience. It's like going to a theater or something like a theater play. You know, if you I still don't like a packed audience anywhere I go. It was it was fun going when I used when I was a kid and I would go to the Chinese theater and, you know, like we watched like Interview with the Vampire and like it was such a like experience, you know, to come and watch a movie over there because it was different than watching a movie here. And dude, people would be clapping at 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 trailers like, woo yeah, you know, they would just be like all into it. Oh, yeah. And then when the movie was about to begin, the curtains would open. No, I've been to like, to like, um, like that you know, opening night Star Wars events and stuff, like waiting it. for hours in line outside with all like they have with like the hardcore. half of the cinema is just Star Wars showings for 12 at night, 1201, yeah. because before they started letting showings come out at eight on Thursdays, you yeah. actually wanted to go to see the movie first. You were there at 1201 a.m. Yeah. In line to see it Friday morning. Um, and I was in like junior high watching the Star Wars movies. Uh, and it would be like that, you know, like the everyone would go like as soon as the music comes on and the, the thing goes and everyone's cheering or wowing at the same time. Yeah. That kind of energy is awesome. Yeah. Um, and I can definitely understand going to something packed for something like that. But if I'm just like seeing a movie like I'm not that invested into or there's not like a cult following for it anyway. Uh, I don't see how it can be that much worth it to be in a packed theater like and i just wouldn't feel comfortable i like i like the experience of being in the theater because especially now with the distractions i like just being able to just focus on the movie you know there's so many times when you know we do have the you know definitely digital capabilities now with our tvs and the streaming and the 4k and everything we have good quality and sound you know the sound the surround sound everybody's got pretty good setups but there's mm-hmm. still those distractions and you got to pause a goddamn thing and wait and then you're in the you're in the middle of the scene you know and it's just like i wish there was I like the continuity of not stopping the story and watching it from beginning to end with no stoppages. You I know? get that. And it's dark, you know, it's a, it's a, it's perfect lighting for the situation. Then this, usually the sound is, is pretty good if you go to a good theater. So, but you know, not every movie requires. We used to have movie passes and we go to the theater all the time, but I don't know. I just don't care for it anymore i'd rather i think i'm the opposite i'd rather just yeah watch it at home if i can if it's something worth watching at the theater i like to go but if it's just a regular movie i'll wait you know it's not a big deal a rom-com or something i can wait but you know but something that's worth watching you know like i haven't Beatle. even found anything too worth watching anymore like um even blue beetle i'm not sure if i would want to go to the theater i might just wait for it to stream jeez man you're really out of it man what I happened know. i don't know if you talk to like young steven like i just not he'd be like what are you talking about right totally <laughs> no fuck for real he would be like who the hell are you dude yeah <laughs> you lost you lost it man you lost the <clears throat> experience somewhere it's gotten like dull for you right but uh i don't know it just doesn't feel that fun anymore yeah. there's only certain movies like we had a fun time 
watching Strays, but there was no one else in the theater. We went on Thursday at 2 p.m. Yeah. You know? That's always fun, too. Empty theater. Yeah, I always liked those. Great. I like those. No, those I prefer days. those over packed theaters. Yeah. So no, I, I would only want a packed theater if it's opening night or something, or like uh, you know, it's a uh, it's it's an event. You know, it's a really a a movie that you know when we used to really have those movies where people would go and watch them more than once. You know, that was fun. Right. But there's not a lot of movies that bring that out anymore. It's so weird, man. We don't have that feeling because it, it was a cool like experience when you got that kind of stuff what, what was the oh we were talking about doing deadpool i think deadpool i would be down for that yeah we used to go to all the marvel stuff and anything superhero related but it's going to be even like better because this is going to be the third movie and and i'm hoping they're going to do a three movie I don't thing know. If they do, I'll sign up for it. I'm so interested to see what they do with it, you know, bringing the universes together and everything. And and I'm invested in that. But But I don't hold up a lot of high hopes for this movie to be better than the last two. The movies, the Wolverine's going to be gnarly. We'll see. And they're talking about putting Wolverine in in an Avengers. Yeah. Well, they're talking about putting everybody in it. Like, uh, he I heard signed that up, he signed up that for Andrew the... Garfield might come back and play Spider-Man for Secret Wars, and they're not going to have Tom. That's Holland. what it was. Wolverine's going to be in Secret Wars. Yeah, Secret Wars. They're going to have a lot of people in Secret Wars. They haven't had an X-Men in. They, they have. Who was it? They had, um, uh, Doctor or Professor Xavier. Oh, okay. In um, in a. Which one? What, which one was that? Yeah, because now. Oh, you... uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Oh, I gotta watch that again, dude. I've only watched it you once. Remember when when Wanda goes and and like rips up that council? It had Xavier. It had Reed Richards, um, played oh, by that guy from the Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it was a it was an alternate version mm-hmm. of. They had um, Black Bolt from the the TV show that they they had done for the Un- Inhumans. I think he is going to be Reed Richards, though. I think they they developed the movie for him. At least him. did it for that one, but but, I, but they haven't confirmed anything. That's right, because um, no, never mind. I'm and his of Reed Richards else. was a little bit older. Reed Richards, like he one had who had already gone through it all. Yeah. But I mean, the guy still has a young face to to play. At least, I don't know. Like he could probably get away with like late thirties or something. So Maybe is Chris Evans going to do Torch again? No. Can't. <laughs> yeah, it's, so, no. it's too weird, right? <laughs> so crazy to think Dude, that I he did that. Dude, I just forgot about the other Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, yeah. The one we don't talk about. Yeah. With uh, Michael Chiklitz. <laughs> that was so bad. It was so <laughs> I don't know, but it, at the time it was, it was so cool. bad. It was cool no, at the it time. Was not, the man. first one was. The first ones were cool. They were campy a little bit, like eh, the first but, one. And then the second one but was when they hmm. did the re the reboot. I like Silver Surfer though. I, I never was, saw that one actually. I, when I, I saw, wasn't a big fan of Fantastic Four like that. When I saw Silver Surfer, I was like, "This guy's what we've been. He's different, you know. Like it did change the tone of the movie. It was pretty cool to add him because Galactus." It's going to be in the new movies. Oh, yeah. They've got yeah. to have Galactus Yeah, eventually. they're bringing him in. They've been talking about him, um, at least on some of the fucking... Do you uh, think they'll ever get to a point where they'll just stop making the Marvel movies? No, 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 no. 
Like, how can they keep expanding on this over and over and over again? There's so many other stories. They're going different directions. They're, they're trying to um, fix but the do failures. Do you think, like, is there going to be a part where they reboot? They might have to reboot some of the stories to fit in whatever they're doing next. Because I, I feel think... like this whole thing is just so fucking crazy big and connected now. Like we live in an era uh, where where they're fucking doing this, we would have never thought that this could be done years ago. Like, but but it's being done now. It, it they they built and they did like really good projects when they were doing Captain America and Iron Man and you know interwoven the stories you know with... and now they've connected like everything from like the TV shows. Uh, all have like we were just watching Loki when you showed up. I don't think they'd ever can, but yeah. To answer your question, I don't think they can ever stop. They're gonna just keep making different stories. I just, I just don't know like how far it can go before they they run out of the content to to where they've caught up to everything. I mean, there's so much in the comics. Don't get me wrong; they can keep jumping universes and doing other things. But how far are they gonna go with us watching this specific? universe of characters that we've been watching in theaters for the better part of like what two decades now or something i don't know man how many times can they do batman over yeah but that's the thing they just do it over yeah but here they haven't been doing it over they've just been continuing it's one giant story that's connecting they take time over and over and over they take time away from batman and they bring him back and he gets they left him alone for a little bit and then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. but that's not the same thing as i'm talking about because they'll redo iron man they'll, they'll eventually reboot it and tell some well, that, different that's stories what I asked you. are they yeah. gonna reboot the whole thing or are they gonna keep it connected because what's the next thing is this is gonna be iron heart right the the girls created her own iron man suit um yeah. that was in the the uh, black panther movie so that would be the next thing or we have like anybody else like that's still like my point is is tony stark is not going to come back he's dead right and do they replace him if they want to do that do they decide like oh we're going to reboot the universe so everyone's all young again and they can use new actors and fresh blood uh they could they could start over who knows man who knows what their plan is i mean they got options you know it's just gonna go so far, and, and I don't and know what they have planned so far. Too, they're they're not really telling everybody what their their whole plan is. You gotta get to because they do that in the comics. They'll get to a point where everything has been so big that now they gotta reset the entire universe and everybody tells their stories again. Yeah, so that's probably what they'll end up doing eventually. Um, we we might see a different version of Thanos, you know, like doing other shit being on different planets what if we saw like a baby thanos would you watch that baby thanos what 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 is baby (laughs) thanos what is this shit bro i think you're too high now we've gotten to a level where it's been flip-flopped here i don't know we're we're, we're in an hour and a half almost i think that's it i'm thinking of other stuff man you're you're so far gone for it dude don't ask me for for ideas dude i would come up with some ideas you're coming up with some things 
I don't know if I call them straight ideas. <laughs> They're definitely thoughts. Has anyone talked about baby Thanos? We don't need to talk about baby Thanos. <laughs> exactly. There's no need for a baby. <laughs> no oh one's talking about this. I'm going to make you a shirt that says baby Thanos. Hell yeah, dude. And that's how you end it. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's ended. All right. Well, this has been Digital Cortex. We hope you've had an uh, enjoyable time with us. My name's Steven. That's Random Styles. And uh, have a good night. Later. Later.